0: You know, whatever you put in the light uh, will uh, lose its uh, its danger.
1: Hello, everyone. It's Özlem Özkan, your host from Amsterdam. Welcome to the Bridging Podcast. In my search of being the best version of myself, I create this podcast. I go in conversation with people from all over the world. We talk about the narrative in our heads, meditation, goal setting, habits, consciousness, self-awareness, and many other things about personal growth. Join me. You can hit the button to follow me on Instagram or LinkedIn in the episode notes. Welcome everyone to the new episode of The Bridging Podcast. I'm here together with Klaas Boomsma. Klaas is a marathon runner, a runner coach, a dad, and I would call a courageous person that has decided to turn lead into gold, maybe an alchemist. He ran many marathons. In 2011, he went to a rehab center in South Africa, and he wrote the book, "Ren for your Leven. In English, run for your life. Welcome Klaus. Thank you. Great to have you here.
0: Nice to be here. Thanks for the invitation.
1: Yeah, thanks for accepting it. So I would like to start with a part of your book. I try to translate it into English. It's not yet out in English. Uh, let me just start. Exactly at 6 a.m. The guard opens the door so I can leave. I'm going to run through parking spots. I turn to the right. I pass the surf shop across the lawn full of rabbit holes. Stairs down, I reach the beach and then turn right. I run to the rocks and run back. I'm being told by a fellow patient that this would be exactly 3K. This is the third day of my stay at Stepping Stones, an addiction treatment center in South Africa. My home for the coming is Komichi a place on the Atlantic coast in the south of Cape Town. A newly arrived patient should stay for the first two days inside. Afterwards, they may go outside between 6 and 7.30 a.m. without any assistance. In the afternoon, we take another walk with assistance. The 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 rest of the day, doors are locked while we talk, listen, paint, make music, cry, pray, meditate, search, yell, and accept. Yesterday, while looking at the Atlantic Ocean, I concluded that my life had officially failed. Here I am, 37 years old, among addicts in an addiction treatment center. I did not become a successful lawyer or a journalist. No, I was a failure, a liar, an actor, and a loser. My name is Klaas and I am an alcoholic and addict. Yeah. What does this do with you? Uh,
0: yeah, it's it's still, um, especially the last part, you know, where I say I'm, I'm I failed, I'm I'm a liar, and uh, it still gives a little, uh, it still gives a little sting. Yeah so uh, you know i've come i've come a long way in accepting how my life uh, has, has has gone um, uh, up until i um, um, checked myself into the clinic mm-hmm. but um, yeah there's still parts where i i yeah i w- wished things had gone different okay
1: yeah? and uh, so you know i called it initially like I would call it courageous to turn lead into gold, like Mm. an alchemist. If we look at your life before you went to rehab to this center in South Africa, can you tell us a little bit more and take us to that?
0: Yeah, of course. Um, Well, my um, um, inclination to flee, (laughs) to to escape Mm -hmm. from my thoughts and from myself basically, um, uh, is, 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 the, is the main issue, that's what, what I was looking for in uh, using drugs and alcohol, uh, escapism. Uh, and it started already at a very young age, you know, I was m- most comfortable when I was alone in my room reading a book. Uh, later on, as I got uh, an allowance every week, uh, uh, it was me, a book and candy. Mm-hmm. And, um, you
1: book and candy from the pocket money you got. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. So I like to read, be on my own, isolate, basically, and um, and, um, and and look for comfort. I think that's that's what it is. Um, this developed as I grew a little older, into uh, when I, when I encountered alcohol, and um, which was at the age of thirteen about. Uh, then, you know, I uh, discovered that if I take this substance, um, the, the internal uh, uh, critic, uh, yeah, uh, the critic, critic in your head, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, shuts up and um, I feel more confident and uh, I'm not uh, worrying about all kinds of stuff, all kinds of things. And basically, you know, I I've, I've felt more comfortable. So once I had experienced that feeling, I kept chasing after it mm-hmm. during my teen years. Uh, and of course, it wasn't as as uh, as intense at it as it would later become, because I, you know, I went to school and uh, was pretty okay or successful at it actually. And uh, but every week, you know, uh, I went out with friends and uh, we drank, uh, smoked weed. And, and this became increasingly uh, like, like medication, basically. And uh, my coping mechanism. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, and it kind of kept under control also because I was living with my parents. But as soon as I left the house to go to university in Groningen, it spinned right out of control. And uh, from there, it was basically uh, drinking every day yeah and uh no and it went through phases ups and downs so i did manage after quite some years to uh to get a to get my degree and uh, went off to work uh, but you know with addiction eventually uh, the the line goes down yeah and um so that's yeah in a nutshell uh, that that's where I ended up mm. and I could keep up the facade for for uh, yeah I've kept it up for for many years especially for people that weren't very close mm-hmm. but um, you know just before uh, I went into the clinic everything started crumbling down and I couldn't hide anything anymore yeah and uh, so it yeah it became obvious um, Finally, it also became obvious to me that Mm -hmm. I needed to do something and to do something drastic about it
1: Yeah, so you mentioned like initially, you know, when you got your first pocket money you went Mm. out and you bought some candies or maybe a big uh, bag of candies, not (laughs) fully sure about that and then you went to your room with a book and candy and kind of like you, was it like quieting your mind there? What was exactly the feeling you were resisting that make you be in the room, have candies and yeah. read.
0: Uh, well, I think uh, I was really uh, as a kid and I, I still am uh, sensitive mm-hmm. and um, very aware of, um, uh, of other people. Yeah. Uh, very overconscious basically. Mm-hmm. So I was always um, thinking about okay, how am I going to behave in this situation, and uh, what is expected from me at mm-hmm. this time, and and you know having strategies, uh, what's smart to do here, uh, you know w- among friends in my uh, football team, I would like to be um, um, tough, and mm-hmm. funny mm-hmm. in the classroom, funny, but also want the teacher to like me and think I'm smart. So. It was constantly going on
1: yeah it's kind yeah. of like looking for approval from others
0: yes, definitely yeah. like at school
1: uh, from the teacher you yeah. know at uh, uh, at soccer from all your mates like hey he's really the guy that plays really good soccer or yeah. maybe from your parents other things
0: yeah yeah that, that, that's that's what it is uh, i believe and um so looking for for outside confirmation uh, and, and of course uh, a kid or I did that because uh, my uh, uh self esteem was uh, wasn't there yeah. and um and I thought I I didn't think of myself as worthy or um you know uh, uh how do you call it enough yes basically like yeah. that you
1: really felt experience i am enough with who i am i don't need to prove myself of doing all these things yeah yeah so do you feel like you got enough approval from the household you were living in back then because you know what you're saying i have had many different conversations not only on the podcast but approval is one of the human needs we mm-hmm. want especially as a child and yeah. you know some seek approval with so getting high scores like me, you know, yeah. I was, I need to go to VWO or, you know, very good uh, secondary school. So my parents will love me. Others maybe use candy or uh, do overeats or uh, use uh, alcohol. Yeah. How was the feeling for you? Like, did you feel I, you were getting it at home?
0: Yeah. Um. My parents weren't overly um, um, how do you call it uh, over uh, they were they didn't express it a mm-hmm. whole lot mm-hmm. but they they were definitely there
1: yeah
0: and they, they're very they were very um, how do you call it uh, they kept it really equal uh, I'm, I come from a family of five children Wow and um, so there's definitely a uh, tendency to, you know, to make yourself uh, be seen or to, to, to get the attention and, mm-hmm. and with that uh, to get the approval. Um, but I, I do find it very difficult to, to pinpoint exactly mm-hmm. um, if, if, you know, if uh, uh, my, the way my uh, family was built um, um, how much it plays into uh, mm-hmm. the, the, my, yeah, the way I developed problems um but you know there there's something there yeah there, there's with five kids yeah. uh, you you do want to be uh, seen, mm-hmm. and um you know but my parents they did go with us to uh, when we played sports or uh, they did acknowledge when we did well in school, mm-hmm. but they also made very sure that all the kids got equal amounts yes. <laughs> of praise and, yes. Uh, and attention and
1: um, and they're also trying to figure it out figure yeah. it out right oh, as parents i mean exactly. having five kids yeah. they do try their best yeah. and usually you know every upbringing something happens without knowing that happens you exactly. know
0: now that's true i mean the older i get yeah. and especially now that i'm a father myself you know you realize more and more that we're all just getting along yeah, and, uh, yes. and trying to do the best thing mm-hmm. and my parents definitely did and uh, so it's that that's that's difficult to find that out and also mm-hmm. um, what kind of um, uh, um, intra intergenerational mm-hmm. uh, stuff uh, they brought in mm-hmm. my, my both my parents lost their father at very young ages my, my dad was two. And my mom was 13 when they lost their uh, their fathers. Your mom so, was
1: 13? Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. So that's, yeah, that's I think even tougher so than growing up without a father maybe, uh, like my dad did. And um, so was
1: my mom, by the way. Yeah, she also, also lost her mom on the age of 13. Yeah.
0: It's so, I mean, it's, you know, you're uh, at that age, it's it's very, really difficult. Yeah. And so sometimes I also think that I got something from them mm-hmm. um, uh, in that in that uh, department, but um, yeah.
1: Did you ever do family constellations, by the way? I'm just curious. It no, was I, not I, on no, the list of questions. It, no, no, no.
0: no, it's, no I, I, I never mm. did. Of course, in 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 the in, uh, in the clinic, we did we did do stuff like a role plays, mm-hmm. and uh, of course you do figure out where do you fit in in the family and uh, in what way does this play a role in uh, your coping mechanisms mm-hmm. but um no it never did it would be interesting though yes yeah. you know, for everyone actually but also my own family dynamic
1: yes definitely but, uh, so like you know numbing yourself being in the room turning into alcohol weed smoking weed And also using it maybe as a coping mechanism. And it became also a habit and routine. I mean, like you wake every morning up, you brush your teeth. And for you, it it was an addition of alcohol made daily or maybe weekly. Yeah. And what was the point that you decided at the age of 37, while doing it already for 25 years, it's enough?
0: Yeah. Well, the... the it started actually because I went to the clinic uh, a few weeks from now. Actually, uh, my my sob- sobriety uh, date is uh, November twenty nine. Okay. And uh, this this November twenty nine will be eleven years uh, sober and clean. Eleven but
1: years dry. Wow. Yeah,
0: in in the in the um, in the months leading up to that moment, first my uh, younger brother came back from uh, he lived in Egypt and. Um, been living there as a diving instructor for the background uh, he came uh, to the Netherlands because things were going bad and uh, his marriage was about to explode and, uh, and he came to uh, back back home to find out what can I do about that and maybe I should have a problem and uh, should I, should I fix it um, he came in June I think and he had a conversation with an, uh, a, a psychiatrist specialized in addiction. And uh, it, it was a brief uh, conversation because, you know, the man knew right away you have a an, uh, substance uh, problem. Yeah. So he knew I'm going to have to quit and I'm going to uh, rehab and uh, etc. But before he went, you know, him and I just totally, um, went loose for a couple of months-hmm
1: uh, what do you mean by that going uh, loose? drinking
0: uh, using loads of drugs and uh, you know like like it was the, the last party something mm-hmm. like that and um,
1: like like that was like he decided to on going in rehab
0: uh, and ac- actually <laughs> um, yeah uh, it, it, it all came together mm-hmm. but basically when we saw each other that was always uh, what we did yes and, let's uh, do it yeah and uh, and and but now now it became a little bit grim you know i mean the 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 laughter was over and, mm-hmm. and we both i think we both felt that only uh, i wasn't ready to admit that uh, i really had a problem yeah. i always believed that if circumstances would change um if I would have another job, make more money, have a house or a bigger house, or uh, when I become father, I will settle down. Mm-hmm. And you know, I will cut all this uh, extreme stuff. And um, so that, that was where I was, and he was already at the point, I need to change the, my life or I will lose everything, including my children, he yeah. has two children. And, um, and I thought, yeah, it's a good thing you're going to this rehab. <laughs> if you really need it. If you really need it,
1: but you know, for me, the outside environment yeah. will change, and then I will settle. Yeah.
0: Mm. But so that was in the that was over summer, and then uh, and then he went off to South Africa, and in the meantime, I just kept spiraling down. Mm-hmm. And um, I think it was in September that my my then girlfriend. Uh, you know, came home and um, she, she was basically uh, in a burnout mm-hmm. and uh, couldn't take it. And still, I thought, yeah, that's because of your job and uh, mm-hmm. etc. And, you know, I was ignoring all the signals. And then uh, just a little bit later, I, I got caught uh, drunk driving. Mm-hmm. Uh, not in my own car, but in a car that belonged to the newspaper I was working for. Okay. So there was no escaping that. And um, you know and I got a f- very firm warning from my, uh, from my employer um, that this this we can't have this um, little after that, my girlfriend broke up because mm-hmm. you know I wasn't listening and
1: uh, so she was, she was she was like trying to help you in a way of like help yourself or do yeah, something yeah,
0: yeah yeah, but I wasn't uh, you know I was not open to any um, uh, yeah to any good advice. Or so what, what was that
1: when she said, for example, or maybe another brother or, you know, a friend like, hey, uh, Klaas, you really need to do something yeah. about this. What was your answer I, I on that? I pre-
0: would pretty much explode, actually. What, what I did, and um, and I think most alcoholics, addicts do, is you create a minefield around the problem. Mm-hmm. People know when they come close, mm-hmm. the mines are going to explode. Mm-hmm. So it's, just, it's a very man- manipulative yeah. um, uh, uh, setup uh, where people are uh, either afraid to uh, to address the, the situation uh, or, or they turn away mm-hmm. and think, OK, uh, well then, you know, f- find out for yourself. And... Um, so yeah I just I, was, I wasn't I wasn't open to that and um,
1: did it break a lot of relationships during that time once you, people were kind of facing you with the current situation
0: it, it damaged uh, it broke a couple and it damaged uh, uh, some relationships um, but you know I was Still functioning in a way, mm-hmm. so I had a, like a, a social environment where drinking and and, and using were not uh, extreme. Yeah, uh, people were doing it also, and um, and until that moment at work, you know, I would I would get away with a lot of things. Mm-hmm. Uh, but also when I was there, I would perform okay. So for a long time, uh, the damage was pretty much under control. Yeah. And, uh, you know, as, as I was saying, uh, during that the late uh, the 2011, fall 2011, it really started falling apart. So I also I couldn't uh, cover up anymore. And yeah. it was obvious that, um, that there was a problem.
1: And your and brother already went then? Yeah. And he,
0: d- d- during this time, he was there ah. and uh, he was in South Africa. And... Uh, and in, in like yeah beginning November, my girlfriend broke up, and then no one was holding my hand, yeah, and i didn 't feel responsible to answer to anyone, so you know, I just uh, went even further uh, down the road and drinking and using, and then didn't show up at work. Mm-hmm. And and then um, my employer said, okay, we need to talk again. Mm-hmm. And, and I thought, okay, this this now I'm going to lose my job also. And as I was going on my bike towards uh, my uh, my job to to have this talk, mm-hmm. uh, I pretty clearly see okay now i'm gonna lose my job Uh, i'm gonna lose my house because you know we my i lived there with my girlfriend couldn't afford living there by myself so uh, and and most of all when i start drinking i can't stop yeah and when i start drinking i'm gonna uh, order coke yeah and and when i start using i can't stop so yeah then then it became clear i'm i'm gonna be homeless in uh, in for not too long, yeah. and
1: um, so you know, you, you said like uh, I thought like the, if when the environment changes, when I have more money, when this this mm. changes, I when I will settle down. Uh, it you have to change from the inside out. That's yeah. what you kind of concluded, or it came maybe to an observation like, hey, I have to do something. Yeah. But when we look at the environment, like you are in an environment where. It was not extreme when people were drinking or maybe using also cocaine. Mm -hmm. And honestly, like I, I, my own observation is, it's it's sometimes even extreme if you don't drink. I'm not really a drinker. I drank for many long years. I mean, one or two glasses. Yeah. Because I thought I need to be cool. Everyone is drinking, and or people are asking me because of your religion, because uh, whatever. Are you pregnant or this is this and no yeah. I don't drink and it's it's kind of almost like it's the social pressure you feel let me just get uh, something to drink
0: and that's of course yeah that's what I realized when I came out of rehab that um, you know you did the best thing you could do for your own life mm-hmm. and for the lives of the people around you mm-hmm. and <laughs> but you have to justify why you don't drink yeah and uh, it's Uh, it's for some people it's considered as a negative thing yeah and so the the whole culture around uh, especially alcohol is insane yeah it's um, you know it's people of course you know free to do what they want but it is a toxin Mm -hmm. and uh, it causes immense um, societal uh, problems Mm -hmm. Uh, it, it's it's uh, f- for a large part. It's um, uh, it contributes to uh, uh, domestic violence, uh, 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 the traffic uh, deaths, and it's now it's off the wall. Yeah. And still, uh, it it costs almost nothing for for a relative small amount of money. You can get wasted. Yes. And uh, and most of all, uh, you know, it, the, the culture has become that if there's no alcohol involved um it's not a celebration
1: yes yeah so
0: and uh yeah it's it's really uh, it's crazy and, uh, and
1: maybe then, then at that moment environment really matters in a way does. like yeah. you know you are uh, you are a runner coach now you have a lot of runners in your environment and i maybe it is an assumption but i think they might think on friday evening hey tomorrow i have this run at 9 a.m Let me just drink one beer or not drink at all, because tomorrow I need to wake up
0: to go for that run. You know, it's it's a talk I have with people if they want to train for a marathon Mm -hmm. and, you know, uh, can I still do this? Can I still do that? You could do all those things, but you have to make choices. Mm -hmm. If you want to run a sub three hour marathon, uh, you better not drink in the the weeks leading up to it. Yes. Uh, If you want to drink, that's okay too, but then that's a choice. And you mm-hmm. have to uh, be aware that you're making this choice, and uh, yeah, that's, that's interesting. Yeah. Um, and for me also, uh, when I came out of the clinic, I had to make um, uh, very drastic uh, decisions in that in that field because you know I uh, had learned that I can't drink at all, so not a bit, no no gray areas. It's black and white. Mm-hmm. So for the first year, there
1: was uh, like a, it was a sorry self-realization. Like you know, I should not drink because once I start drinking, it does not stop. Or
0: I, I came into the clinic, and that's uh, it was uh, the 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 leading philosophy there was: uh, if you're an alcoholic, are you an alcoholic? If you are, uh, don't drink. Okay. Because one is too many, and hundred is not enough. Mm-hmm and uh, so they, they, they explained what alcoholism is to me and uh, I completely fitted the profile and, uh, and, and didn't find it hard to, uh, to adopt that, that view of alcoholism and, um, and, or, or a drug addiction mm-hmm. and um, so yeah that, that's, I, I think, still think that the, the time I checked into the clinic was mm-hmm. exactly the right time was desperate enough to be open to change and and willing to change
1: and willing i think maybe even more important willing you were really having that so how would you describe like you know your time in the clinic like someone that is doing this for 25 years and then coming and then you know then did you get a thought like Hey now actually I feel like having a beer or yeah. having something else and then it's not possible you're there yeah. what's happening it's at a, at That the funny thing is
0: that the, uh, the the clinic was next to a, like a restaurant mm-hmm. and I was there in South African summer so our winter and uh, so people were sitting outside and um, you know South Africa so they, they roast a lot of meat mm-hmm. and drink a lot of beer mm-hmm. so you hear, hear sometimes hear, heard the glasses in the bottles and, and and especially that first week you know every time I was outside I heard the, the rumor and the, and the, and, and the glass and, and I could just vision Mm. These, these beer glasses with the, the dew drops on it, you know. Yeah, like a, yeah,
1: I kind of know. <laughs> and uh,
0: and, 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 and my, my mouth would start watering. Ah. And, but, you know, you're in exactly the right place because you also, it's actually a good thing that you have those thoughts because you have something to work with. Exactly, and,
1: uh, exactly.
0: And, and so that, that, there I learned, so if you have a vision like that, uh, play it forward because mm-hmm. my drinking would not be uh, everyone around the table and fun and it would end alone in my room with mm-hmm. a couple of uh, lukewarm uh, half liters of beer and a pack of coke mm-hmm. and being sneaky about it because my girlfriend would be downstairs sleeping and, and that that's that's my drinking yeah. and uh, so do I want that uh, no so don't have the first one and uh, so it's like it's like brainwashing basically mm-hmm. in a very good way
1: but you know there you are sitting there in the clinic and the restaurants you know all these sounds are going and then you maybe feel like it but what is happening exactly with the thought process there how do you change your thoughts which follows up with mm. changing your behavior there because you know uh, the listener now might yeah. maybe not uh, be uh, an alcoholic but maybe has an addiction of food or yeah. Uh, even I don't know uh, sex, uh, yeah. any other things, and that is kind of also a habit in you that you keep yeah. doing it and doing and again. And what would, what could you do if you get this thought of, okay, you plan it, you go to the grocery store, get yeah. this beer. But actually, you know it's not good, no. but your body is kind of bringing you yeah, there.
0: It, it has to do with awareness. Basically or consciousness um, so there's like uh, they, they call it halt. Are you hungry, angry, lonely or tired mm. if you're in one of these states uh, You have to be aware of triggers. So the next thing is what what are these triggers? It can be emotional like mm-hmm. uh, you have a fight with someone or something someone says something nasty to you and if that happens, you know, you get overwhelmed by emotion and, yes. and my uh, inclination would then be um, suppress it, uh, uh, have uh, drink or, uh, or use or for someone else uh, eat. Mm-hmm. And uh, so you be, be aware of those situations and then develop strategies of if the, one of these triggers happens, mm-hmm. what else can I do? And and for me it would be uh, like sp- speak up, and uh, you know I've been been going to AA meetings and.
1: What is an AA meeting? Uh,
0: Alcoholics to? Anonymous.
1: Okay, Alcoholics?
0: Uh, Alcoholics Anonymous. Anonymous. Like okay. p- people will probably know it from movies where they sit around in, uh, yes. in chairs and, hi, I'm Klaas, I'm an alcoholic. And, yeah, uh, yeah. High class. <laughs> that's that's I'm exactly. I am
1: an alcoholic. Yeah,
0: that's exactly mm. what uh, what happens, uh, and and there mm-hmm. you meet other people, mm-hmm. and uh, the first thing everybody does is exchange phone numbers. So if you're in one of these situations you have someone to call you yeah. you're not looking for answers or solutions you know you can just say hey how are you well not too good actually mm. this and that happened and for me that was something completely new because i wasn't used to talking or sharing my emotions or issues with anyone
1: because it doesn't seem like that's right now you, no, it no, seems I like you're openly about, sharing yeah. these stories
0: and, 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 and not only because uh, you know it th- that's also that's my medicine basically mm-hmm. uh, of course running for, for a part yeah. is but um, and being open and communicative uh, is, uh, is, is is yeah maybe may far more important mm-hmm. actually and so you don't let stuff fester and uh, you don't wait for it to explode so that's that's what I mean with uh, being conscious, uh, being aware, is is basically that. So what's going on, and um, how does that, uh, how does that, uh, how can that be? Uh, how do you call it? Take the fuse mm-hmm. out of it.
1: So, do you mind like kind of um, telling us how it was before rehab? Like you get this feeling, you feel something, and then you i mean you're maybe upset you have a yeah. really bad conversation with someone and then you go to the grocery store get a beer and drink yeah. and then after what's you might still get upset at times right or don't you like how does it happen now that process and how did it happen then
0: yeah well then um, uh, during my addiction of course i i worked uh, 40 hours a week mm-hmm. so i i couldn't always flee right into the the Uh, inebriation Uh, but I I would like eat candy or uh, get another coffee Uh, while I wasn't you know I already had six coffees that day or smoke Mm -hmm. I was a heavy smoker also and um, so so I would uh, do it in another way Mm -hmm. Uh, but you know as soon as I came home I would start drinking and just push away um, the, the negative uh, emotions or uh, feelings or uh, feelings that I couldn't or wouldn't handle mm-hmm. so if I uh, uh, would have a um, like a, an, a, yeah a, like an, a negative encounter at work, I would escape the situation uh, be smoking outside, isolate,
1: not speak up
0: no 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 definitely not no. Keep the anger inside, and uh, and then uh, go home, and and basically without even taking off my jacket, uh, mm. go straight to the yeah. fridge and get a beer or a white wine. I was a big on white wine, and and um, and, and and be gone yes. basically. Yeah.
1: And and now now when you have a bad day you yeah. know at work or i don't know with any friends and what do you do then how do you cope with these emotions
0: yeah th- there are a, a lot less of these emotions because um you know the the uh, the more outflowing you are all the time mm. uh, the less um, less of these uh, yeah, emotions get get a chance to uh, get stuck within yes. you, so um, that, that's an important thing. Uh, be uh, be communicative all the time, um, and what I also do is 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 meditating. Okay. So s- sit for an hour and um, and see what comes at you. And um, so, like uh, if it's uh, uh, money, mm-hmm. you know, um, worry being worried about money. Uh, then I know okay this comes up all the time so I need to discuss this with my brother or uh, with uh, a good friend or you know and just talk about it and and then then you can have a conversation oh yeah yeah, I recognize that or uh, uh, what do you think it is and uh, uh, does it have to do with insecurity Mm -hmm. and uh, and yeah I think that's that's my um, my uh, solution for now is be be able to talk about it, and I learned a lot to do that, of course, first in the clinic, I was there mm-hmm. for three months, then uh, the, the year that I came out of the clinic, I went to like four or five meetings a week, so that was my main focus for, for a long time, mm-hmm. and there you're talking all the time.
1: The AA meetings. AA meetings.
0: And uh, also I went to Narcotics Anonymous. It's another fellowship and Cocaine Anonymous. There's a lot of meetings in Amsterdam. a lot of dope. Would you say
1: like, you know, the way you process your feelings was by talking about it. Yeah. To a brother, a friend, or in the AA meeting to really like, hey, this is what I feel.
0: Yeah. And and over and over and over over again, again. Yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah, because, you know, when you, what often also happens when we... Anger is kind yeah. of an emotion that comes out because you suppress so many yeah. things constantly, 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 and then you mm. explode. You're yeah. like, hey, now it's enough.
0: Yeah, and, it, and, 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 and you know, you get rid of the anger. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then uh, what comes next for, for a lot of people is a shame. Mm. And, oh, man, I let myself go or feel guilty about it. And, and so then you have a new problem. Yeah. And... Uh, and, and of course, it's not bad if you explode every mm-hmm. once in a while, but it's it's about continuity. And uh, yeah, it's, um, yeah, just keep keep talking. That that's what what works for me. And and still, you know, I, I've been living in a different way for uh, almost thirty seven years. Mm-hmm. So I still have to be mindful about it. That um, I don't slip into my old habits and uh,
1: do you ever get thoughts about slipping in
0: uh, not about drinking or using but uh, i do i can feel it um, uh, uh, when i get craving to eat a lot of uh, uh, ben & Jerry's now has these vegan options. Uh, yes. <laughs>
1: so. I like it a lot. <laughs>
0: I like it a lot I also too. eat
1: it when I don't feel well, but yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. <laughs> when lo- I feel lonely
1: lo- and then I'm like, oh, let me just
0: get it. Yeah. yeah well, that's that's uh, something I can uh, recognize, mm-hmm. okay, now I'm going into that mm-hmm. or, um, you know, of course I work in, in running, I write about it, mm-hmm. I, I give training. and but. When it becomes obsessive, mm-hmm. uh, you know, when I uh, watch like an hour on YouTube on workout videos and stuff, n- then something's, uh, something's not right. Yeah. And, uh, and then it's time, okay, what is it? And uh, how can I address it? So the, 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 those, uh, how do you call it, uh, default settings mm-hmm. are, are, still, are still there
1: yeah do you and do you believe it's fully there or, or you know no, it almost not, feels for me like i'm not you definitely no, you know, no, I, no. but that's just kind of you're kind of reprogramming every day again yeah. by not giving in to the old feelings or habits you yeah. have had
0: it, it, and you're creating new ones you can create new ones and um, but um it, it, that's why it's important not to uh, uh, not to get carried away mm. in it and, and and stop it at the right time and uh, and be open about it. You know, uh, if if I uh, do have these Ben and Jerry moments a mm-hmm. lot mm-hmm. and I wouldn't talk about it, I'm creating a new uh, addiction yeah. basically. So um, if I recognize it and, and you know whatever you put in the light uh, will. Uh, lose its uh, its danger or its uh, yeah
1: the weight maybe yeah the, the weight, weight. Maybe, it maybe is not that uh, heavy anymore but it is light exactly. when you like even though you know when I did the first podcast the first or the second time I said you know I'm really nervous and by only saying yeah. that it was just I went away I'm like yeah, yeah okay that's it but let's talk about running for yeah, a bit. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Klaas, because you, how many marathons did you run? I could not find that though.
0: No, I I I ran my 27th uh, marathon a few weeks ago in uh, Amsterdam. 42K?
1: 42K. 26 miles?
0: Yeah, 26.2. Okay. And um, so I did 27 marathons now.
1: And Uh, you started running at the rehab center, right?
0: yeah. Before um, every day, the, the program every day started at 7.30 mm-hmm. and uh, before that you had like an hour just like you read in the, in the, in the, in the fragment from the book just now, between 6 and 7ish uh, you were allowed to go out mm-hmm. and uh, you know either walk or walk to the beach and back or like some people did run. Uh, and, and, and that one of the first mornings I saw some people coming back in and they were a little sweaty but they looked so like strong and, uh, and, and, and also yeah I think I'm uh, explaining it from uh, you know I'm maybe romanticizing that but uh, they looked uh, optimistic yes and, um, and it was uh,
1: kind of hope
0: I guess yeah, yeah and also because it, it, it was so completely different as i had envisioned this uh, rehab to mm-hmm. be you know i think the the these people including me were all just broken and and gloomy and 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 running uh, you know going out and uh, get some fresh air uh, yeah it, it was com- something completely opposite of mm-hmm. that and uh, and also, yeah, I knew there was going to be a lot of talking and th- therapy sessions and uh, brain work, basically. Uh, that I thought would be very nice to do something physical mm-hmm. um, to to you know better myself.
1: Yeah, and, uh, but something physical ended up in uh, running so many marathons. <laughs> yeah. I mean,
0: yeah, yeah. It did. From the, the, the first run was, of course, was pretty uh, uh, hard because mm-hmm. I was in, in bad shape. But also it felt like something that uh, kind of fitted me. And um, so I, I just made it, also made a, 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 like a contract with myself. Okay, I'm going to do this every other day. So there's okay. one day in between. And uh, let's just see if I can stick with that uh, routine for the three months that I'm here. And you know, and and after I managed to do that for two weeks, Mm -hmm. I felt physically better, but also, uh, hey, I can decide something and I can actually do it Mm -hmm. because, you know, I had 23 years of uh, breaking promises uh, to the world around me, but most of all to myself. Uh, and 23 years of breaking down, and now I had two weeks of building up, and uh, and of course this went hand in hand with yeah. you know with the therapy and the opening up and getting old um, garbage out, and uh, and you know all the while I was running and slowly building up the kilometers, and uh, yeah, it it really uh, it became like a very important tool. In my um, recovery toolbox,
1: it almost feels like for me like the alcoholic died. The runner was born. So yeah. th- that is the feeling I get yeah. from what you're saying. Like because you never ran before, or maybe you know some gym.
0: Yeah,
1: uh, I heard in yeah. different podcasts you were been on. So uh, yeah, and this runner in you. Does this runner? um how do you say have similar thoughts as the one that was you know the, the addict like is, is it an obsession no, but... or is it like you really get a lot of uh, we all know like when yeah. you go for a run you get a lot of endorphins yeah. and you get happy happy but do you also feel if you do not go every other day but yeah. every every uh two days not and then you go again that you feel like oh my god i need to go actually how is that
0: um no, it's it's it's. I think it's, it's very different, actually. I mean, the the, the same drive is there. Because mm-hmm. if you're an alcoholic, you really want to drink, and I really want to run. Mm. But uh, alcoholic is it was really uh, negative and pessimistic. And going out and tying your shoelaces is is an, is an act of optimism. And um, tying
1: out your shoelace.
0: You know, and, and 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 my in addiction, I wanted to be. Alone in here, curtains closed, and uh, have no outside uh, uh, influence. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and with running, you know, I go out, and even you know, that's not why I started running, but you know, I met a lot of new people and um, made new acquaintances and even friends. So they're very opposite on, on one side, um, but you know, it's also what is appealing is is that it's a uh, it's an activity you can do very well on your own yeah the loneliness of the long distance runner
1: yeah and, you, uh, yeah you can decide to be uh, to run yeah. alone or in a group or with a friend
0: exactly so um you know the, and, and of course it every everything can turn into an obsession mm-hmm. if you're uh a, if you're an, an, an alcoholic or an addict and so especially in the beginning it was like almost like a lifeline you know my social life was uh, over basically or I had to restructure it anyway Mm -hmm. so there was a lot of time that I was alone and uh, uh, and running or you know reading about it um, uh, looking uh, being on the internet uh, finding out information finding out documentaries workout videos it, it definitely was obsessive in the beginning and I have, you know, through the years uh, I had to, uh, uh, you know, let it find a, a healthy place mm-hmm. and, um, and, and after a couple of years I think I've succeeded in that uh, and now I can get irritable if uh, things don't work out as I had planned them.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But um, it's not like uh, uh, I get cranky or, you know, I, I just find another way.
1: So the drive you always had <clears throat> also in your childhood, you yeah. used first for something else, and now you're using it for running.
0: Basically, yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah. So you run at the Vondel Gym, right?
0: I do a couple of hours. I give training at Vondel Gym, but I also have my own um, uh, running group, uh, Kaboom Running okay and
1: uh, is there a social media account of that
0: uh, yeah there is actually kaboom running it's like it's like that kaboom underscore running
1: we'll put it in the episode notes
0: and uh, and if people are you know looking for information they also can find it through my uh, normal uh, account which is also a lot about running (coughs)
1: so um, I would like to actually ask so many more questions but uh, I know the time uh, but one maybe a very important question for the listeners of anyone that is listening right now who likes alcohol or not or has maybe any addiction to something Mm -hmm. what could be the one next thing you could recommend and I understand everyone is very different but one thing like you, you recognize something what Class yeah. now tells you what I actually do. I used to have an eating disorder. Yeah. So, and then I turned sports into yeah. my routine and it became first an obsession, but then, okay, you know, mm-hmm. this is my kind of my like, how fast? I don't know what this in English, but it's like my line I need to do, yeah. otherwise I can fall back to the other side. Yeah. But what can someone do? What is the next, what could be the next step? What
0: changed everything for me mm. was that I said out loud, that I had a problem mm. and that was the thing that scared me the most before it happened actually because you know I thought yeah, then you lose if, if you're a pro- you have a problem then you lose but saying that out loud had made room for change yes so and and uh, for me it was extreme you know it's, it's proper alcoholism but if you have a problem like with eating or watching pornography, um, it's it's so important that you know you just voice it to someone you trust, say it, oh man, I just have this mm. thing, and um, and and then it's out there, mm. and and from there you can you can start change is possible.
1: Yeah, change is possible. Good one. Where can people find you, Klaas? Like if they think like, I would like to do running with you or read more about you.
0: Um, Right now, I don't know exactly when this podcast comes out, but my right now my go-to would be Klaas Boom at Instagram. Mm -hmm. And uh, very soon, my website is going online. It's called, there will be kaboom. Kaboom. K-B-O-O-M. NL.
1: We will put it in the episode notes all. Okay. So, and then the last question. So, bridging is about taking the listener on a bridge. Mm-hmm. Sometimes to a familiar place, sometimes to a new place. If you could take today the listener to that bridge, from that bridge to somewhere, where would that be?
0: Ooh. I'd say go outside and lace up your shoes.
1: Thank you so much for listening. I hope you loved this episode. If you have loved it, please leave a review. If you did not love it, please also leave a review. And so I can make a better one next time. And if you want to know more about the workshops and courses I am teaching, visit my website, ozkanozlem.com. I will spell it for you. It's a Turkish name. O-Z-K-A-N-O-Z-L-E-M.com. Calm, may you be the best version of yourself today. Bye for now.